Greetings and welcome to episode number 10 of You Had Me at Halo, where we will talk about everything past, present, and future of one of gaming's most storied franchises. This weekend, we exit one of the darker years in modern history and begin to look ahead to what will hopefully be a better year. And one big thing we all have to look forward, of course, is Halo Infinite at the end of the year. With this being a slow news time, uh, we thought it'd be, a f it'd be a lot of fun to start off by, ha by having our predictions for Halo this year. And before we get into that, what I want, would like to do is introduce our panel. Uh, first off, I want to introduce uh, a returning special guest, uh, Spartan Nick, a.k.a. Nick Stone, a.k.a. Uh, special Ed. <laughs> How's it going, Mr. Nick? What's going on, boys? <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right, man. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year. Hopefully you had a good good uh, Christmas with the kiddos. Next yeah. Up, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> we made it. it. <laughs> yeah, we got to pay back right. Santa, right? <laughs> mm. uh, next up, we got uh, Spartan Ursul, a.k.a. Soul Blazer. How's it going, man? Hey, pretty good. Happy New Year, guys. I just took like a two-hour nap, so if I'm, I might sound a little groggy. Never start with excuses. Anyway, next up, <laughs> or start with them only. <laughs> yeah, don't start with disclaimers. Or we're trying to set our expectations. Oh, I got it. All right. So the next up, we got Spartan Jesse, aka Don Cabeza. How's it going, Jesse? I am doing very well. How are you, everyone? Doing pretty good, Mr. Super. Robot. The hell? Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, this is my influencer voice now that I'm a famous YouTuber. <laughs> I spend all day just staring in the mirror, smacking my face, and trying to look excited for thumbnails. <laughs> I can draw sad. red arrows better than anyone. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm the best. We, we appreciate Happy New Year! We, we appreciate your best practices. Um, hopefully uh, some, that helps somebody at least that helps at least one person listening to this podcast. I'm sure that was worth it. All right. Next up, we have Spartan Austin, a.k.a. Proven. How's it going, man? Uh, doing pretty good. Excited to start a new year and looking forward to the discussion. Awesome. And How's finally, your mic going today, buddy? Is that okay <laughs> today? It's doing a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew Nick was coming on, so he, he worked really, really oh, awesome. We have your back this time. Uh, he, he called the internet companies, made sure that uh, the Wi-Fi was working good. Yeah, uh, you're, not, you're not you're not at McDonald's. You've gone to like Carl's Jr. or something like that for their Wi-Fi. Yeah, so just uh, have upgraded. <laughs> And uh, finally, we actually have a new guest today, somebody who's who's new to the Xbox era uh, staff. And this is Spartan Nadian, a.k.a. Daniel. How's it going, Daniel? Pretty good, guys. How's everybody going, doing? Good, man. Oh, good to good. have nice you. Nice to have you, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we got some we'll have fresh we'll perspectives. Because, you know, the man we stole the name of our podcast from. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, so <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on here. We'll have to share that story uh, eventually too. But um, 
for uh, one thing I wanted to get into before we really got into our predictions. Uh, like I said, it's it is a very light news week. I think that's pretty common this time of year for gaming. Uh, there was a, a slight tease of this this week, and that was coming from Keith David, who uh, many of you probably know is the voice of the Arbiter. And I think this kind of just you know obviously that the tease that the Arbiter is going to be back is interesting. Uh, I don't know, like, you know, who was ex if, if people were already expecting them to be back in this and, you know, what your thoughts are. But I really just wanted to really quickly go around the table and just kind of get your thoughts on it in terms of like, hey, is, is the Arbiter an important character to you? Like, what does he mean to you, like, uh, historically? And is this something that really moves the needle at all? in any 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 of your mind so i'm going to go ahead and uh we'll, we'll start off with mr jesse because jesse i know you read a lot of the books and you have a lot of the backstory and the lore so we'll kind we'll kind of get off get nerd. Off of you and yeah he's a nerd he's the biggest nerd I'm just jealous that i learned how to read and you didn't <laughs> who the hell needs to read yeah what i just need to know whether order. just need you to know can even listen to them they're there for listening <laughs> That is so true, but I don't know if it. I do English good. <laughs> oh, you're Australian. Right. You do it the best. <laughs> second second best. <laughs> so, so Jesse, what do you think, man? Like, is, does this does this ring? Is this something that you were expecting, kind of based on on what you've read so far? And I mean, he was a big part of five. They're not going to throw all of five away. So, he's not like in the new book. There's nothing really about it. It's mostly. The backdrop, not spoilery, is like Cortana and the Guardians are omnipresent in that they're always worried about doing enough to sort of get them to want to come to Reach. They're not there. They don't want them to come. So it's always an ever-present thing in the book. So obviously there's not like planet hopping and tons of communication and stuff. He's not in the book. He was in 5, a big part of the end of 5. I'd imagine if he's not actively in five himself he'll be there as part of um, infinite flashbacks yeah i mean if he's yeah if he's not actively a part of um infinite after being actively in five because infinite seems to be taking place entirely on the ring from what we know yeah. and a part of it is keeping that mystery keeping it sort of you don't always know what's going on so i don't think you'd run into him actively Maybe you talk to him. Maybe he's in a flashback. You know, um, Osiris got <clears throat> from T from five. They got broken up in a book. So I'm sure like stuff like that will be referenced to or mentioned real quick. Why don't you see Team Osiris in all this? As far as a big active role, probably not. But definitely mentioned maybe a small part. His voice is so great, though. It's amazing. It's, oh, yeah, it's it is. so good. I could listen to him forever. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I've been a so huge cool. fan of his since um, They Live, John Carpenter movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's in everything. I don't know. Yeah. I'm playing Halo 2 Anniversary at the moment. And yeah, every time I like every time I have the Arbiter levels, I just love hearing him talk. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I, I think he brings back great feelings, to be honest. It's, it feels like if you're going to do a, if you're going to do a, a throwback, and I know a lot of this is a throwback to CE, but I think it's also just a throwback to classics in general, like those good feelings. And I, I do think, regardless of the controversies at the time that two came out, I do think he elicits good 
nostalgia from from Halo fans. Well, but he puts oh, so much into yeah. his his voice acting. Yeah. He puts so much into it. He became, I don't think anyone ever mind if he's there. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the best. He might have initially started off a little rough. I remember I was actually feeling when I first played Halo Two. I'm like, whoa, what the heck? I'm not the chief. But by the end of the game, he really grows on you, and now he's a huge net positive. Yeah, so what else, so what do you think then? So you think uh, uh are you hoping to see a lot this more? Is, I guess this was a prediction, so I'll we'll, I'll bring it up again later when we bring that up. But my prediction is we'll hear him and we'll see him maybe in like holograms, we won't physically interact with him throughout the entire game. Not the base game anyway. Not until expansion. Exactly. Maybe, a, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's an interesting, interesting one. Hey, Mr. Daniel, new new guy, uh <laughs> what do you think, man? Any thoughts on the arbor? I mean, he's definitely, uh, you know, integral to the story. I mean, you know, when they introduced that that um, dichotomy in two, that's what really elevated, in my opinion, this the story of the games for the people who didn't read the books, like me and Jesse do. Um, you know, it it introduced it to more than just good versus bad. You didn't have everything so clear cut, and so Arbiter, especially being voiced by Keith David, is such a integral part of the story. I think you have to have him in some way. Um, obviously, you know, in uh, two uh, anniversary, they brought him back in. They did all those new cutscenes with five. Obviously, he had his part there too. And I think, you know, you got to have him in. I'm not sure if he's going to be in the gameplay itself, but I think he would definitely be uh, a plus. Yeah, that's actually a really good point and something that really wasn't brought up here uh, previously. But, you know, he. If you remember from two, I'm sure everybody remembers, but from, from two, that's, you know, Halo took a little bit of a turn for the gray, you know, that gray area about like who you're fighting and, and, you know, trying to look at things from their perspective. And I, and that, I remember that was a slightly controversial at the time too. Um, but yeah, I think that is a good point because he, he does bring that dynamic and you kind of wonder if that dynamic could get brought back. Cause um, you know, I, I don't know, it's been, it, 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 it's been a little well. I, I guess I wouldn't say it's been straightforward. It's been kind of messy, if anything. But uh, <laughs> that's probably the opposite way to, to frame it. But um, I, I do think it's kind of interesting when you're forced to kind of see things from a different perspective, and, and um, th- that is an interesting point. So I'll I'll finish off by going over to to Austin. I didn't heard you, your your kind of feedback on that. What what do you think about the Arbiter in uh, the next game? Um, I, I think it would be like a good idea to obviously bring him back. He's one of the you know most recognizable characters in Halo, and for Infinite, like I've, I've always thought that Infinite was kind of going to be like the best of, like it was going to be kind of a collection of all the best things of Halo. Yeah. So I'm expecting him to like I don't know exactly what role he's going to play in the game, but like I always thought he would show up. Like there would like there's really no reason. Have we lost him again? Jesus. That Mecca's Wi Fi, seriously. <laughs> no, I, I got a phone call. I'm, I'm on my phone right now. My bad. I, I, it, I don't know. It, I feel like it's it's tough. Because right now we know that Infinite looks like a hallback to Halo 1, which is mostly like a solo thing. You know what I mean? You're alone on this in this planet, uh, surrounded by enemies. You have no allies. You have very few allies. I feel like it's really difficult to do the Arbiter as, as a constant presence with that kind of theme. Yeah. Maybe yeah, as a I co-op think... character. Yeah. Possibly. But that I would doubt imply he's there it... the entire time. I don't see that happening. It's also a blue team. Like, what happens to the other yeah. three people? We have no idea yet. They are a yeah. big part of the book. Um, so I... I... 
I do wonder, are we going back to four chiefs for four-player co-op? I think we are. They did it with Halo 4 already. They'll probably do it with Infinite as well. Mm. This is a plus for me. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's another really good point. And guys, like it's still all the good points, so I'm not going to really add too much to it. But the uh, you know the, 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 that what Proven was talking about with going with uh, a lot of the best of the classic Halos, it just feels like they're trying to elicit as much nostalgia as they possibly can here. Obviously, I don't think the we'll, we'll talk a little bit in a minute about some of the potential mechanics of the game and things like that. I don't think they can go all the way back to that, but. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do see them trying to bring in as many callbacks and um, just fan service moments as they can do. But you know, actually, you know, I know you jumped in a little bit, Nick. Let me just see. Did you have any uh, any final thoughts on on the Arbiter? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Story wise, I'm not sure how they'd incorporate him. So they, the, the others are probably right. Maybe he'll be an expansion later on. I thought possibly as a co-op character because Halo 3 does it. I'm trying to remember how Halo 3 does four-player co-op. Isn't it all just Year like two a... two other elites for yep. Chief, and, Arbiter, and two random elites. Yeah. And that's why I thought, would they do it like that potentially again? I don't know. I mean, Rather with four, the four, they went back chiefs. to four Chiefs. So 343 is not a stranger oh, okay. using that. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool, though, because uh, the Arbiter would uh, spawn with the Carbine, and the Chief would spawn with a BR, usually. So it was nice. It actually made it a yeah, change yeah. in dynamic in, in the actual gameplay. Hmm. Yeah. Unless, surely they wouldn't make one of the co-op characters that pilot, would they? No, there's no way. Probably. No, no, he's no like way. your oh, base yeah. of operations. He's 100% the yeah, dude yeah. who just speaks to you in the radio, and his face shows up. In the yeah, 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 I think it's... Uh, the way I think the co-op will go, it's probably just going to be four chiefs. You've got the the pilot, and then eventually probably Cortana as like your home base. People giving you missions, and for other mm-hmm. characters, you probably run into them in like a Destiny. They give you missions kind of way. Like Fred is working yeah, this yeah. area, yeah, is working yeah. this area type of thing. But yeah, I think the main I'd game. Okay the yeah, you got them. Their characters—they're there. You probably fight alongside them on missions and stuff. And but for the main part, all of your co-op guys are. are Do you chief. think they'll go uh, in the veins of Reach, where you're all playing Noble Six, but you have your own color—the color you chose for him or for her? Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. It'd be cool if you could use like your customized yeah. armor that you get from multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a thing. I mean, it's gonna because in multiplayer, like even the colors and everything, you're just red or blue most of the time. So they they gotta have ideas of where you're gonna use this customization, microtransaction, and earning stuff to to really make it incentivized. Like in Fortnite, you can jump in to save the world or creative, and you have all your stuff. So Mm. they alluded to the um, you know similarities with Reach multiple times in that that most recent Halo Waypoint. So. You know, one yeah. of the biggest things about Reach was that you played your character, your Spartan, in multiplayer and in the campaign. So, yeah. mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You think they would go back? That. You think they would go back to that though? Because I know one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the focuses for, uh, well, at least for multiplayer, was evening things out. That was one of the big complaints uh, when they moved to five. So, do you think they'll kind of go back in that Reach direction? I feel like Chief will 100% be player one. Player one will be Chief no matter what, in my opinion. Um, but players two, three, and four, who knows? Okay. All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we go to our predictions? 
Yes, I did want to mention a quick a quick story of Halo 5. It'll take two minutes. So uh, Halo 5 is about to release, right? It's Arbiter-related, Arbiter-related. Halo yep. 5 is about to release. I'm making sure I don't read any spoilers anywhere. I'm pretty excited, really excited. We all knew the Halo 5 hype before release. I think two days before it releases, I decide to uh, read a YouTube comment. This was a mistake, obviously. It's always a mistake, but this was especially a mistake. And in the comment, the top comment was, I can't believe Locke killed Arbiter. I read that and I went, no, oh my God, I downloaded the game. I'm playing the whole game. I'm feeling depressed. I'm playing this guy who, and I love Arbiter. So what's happening here? The game ends and I'm like, wait, is it like a hidden cutscene? What's happening? And then I realized. <laughs> I got trolled. I, I, I completely bamboozled. <laughs> there was some weird rumors that came out of that. that there there was, there. right? There was even the rumor about that too, which is why I felt it had, had you know, some merit to it. Either way, that, that made me realize that. Rumors suck, comments suck, <laughs> and even three for three wouldn't be that crazy. Right. Well, you know, there was a there was a lot of Master Chief died in that as a rumor too, yes. leading up to five. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, you know, keep that in mind. Yes. <laughs> that's probably the only good. That probably was the only good thing about the Halo Five story was that those rumors ended up being false, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. everything else. <laughs> about the story, I mean. And then people right. were going like, "You played Chief for two hours," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, that kind of was true, depending on what level you're yeah, playing on. Fair. That had some merit to it, yep. <laughs> yeah, that actually wasn't too far off. All right, so we're going to go to our predictions. And so the way this is going to work, I'm, I'm going to go through a lot of different questions, and some of them are going to be from the community as well. Uh, if we, As we go on through these, uh, some of these will probably take a little bit more conversation. Some will be very quick answers. And we'll, we'll basically keep track of every, all these answers. And we'll, we'll come back to this at the end of the year after Halo releases, whatever date that is. Sometime after November 15th. I'll just <laughs> wild guess. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> so that's probably a question most people will get, will get the right on. All right, but we're going to go ahead and start off with a question that we actually talked a little bit about last week. Uh, but I want to bring it up again because we have our contrarian on the panel. <laughs> uh-huh. You mean the person who calls things logically? <laughs> so, we, and, and I think last week's conversation was a little bit boring because I think we all kind of agreed. Uh, but we're going to come back around and see if anybody's changed their mind. Because this, the, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot more conversation about whether the Xbox One version of ha- Halo Infinite will get canceled. Uh, it will. I, just <laughs> and over the last couple of days, there's been a lot more action around that you know around that thought and uh i think digital foundries come out with a couple comment tweets on that saying that they that they think that they should just cancel the campaign uh and you know maybe just just give the the old system a multiplayer so we're gonna go ahead (laughs) so we're gonna go ahead and make this interesting and start off with nick uh is the xbox one version of halo infinite going to be canceled multiplayer only uh campaign with Game design differences or campaign with only aesthetic and performance differences? Uh, look, I, I still think it, the whole thing's going to be cancelled. I'd be completely fine with the multiplayer making it to Xbox One because um, that makes a little more sense. But as I'm trying to remember where I explained it, I think it was on the Xbox Era podcast. Like, I, I know everyone's gut instinct is, oh, you're not just going to give up on 50 million Xbox Ones and all this other stuff. In the end, Halo Infinite is probably going to be, in terms of unit sales, 
Halo Infinite will probably be arguably the lowest selling Halo because people forget that Halo does sell a lot of copies normally mm-hmm. because Game Pass. So you, you're not going to have that many people actually buying Halo. So the goal is going to be engagement. Xbox has made that very, very clear that everything is about engagement now. When you have base Xbox One owners downloading that game and seeing how horrible it looks and runs, they're not going to engage with it. And that engagement from 50, quote, unquote, 50 million Xbox Ones is not going to be there. Your primary engagement is coming from Series S, Series X, and PC. So you may as well have the game not tailored for them, but focus on them. Like, I just think long-term, it's not going to hurt that much to ditch Xbox One. Long-term. I, th- I think a big thing is going to be, is xCloud running on Series X hardware yet? And does that, is it going to be tiered? Because they've talked before about how a Series X xCloud server can run four Xbox versions of a game. So if the, a big focus is on getting streaming going, having at least something of that game, whether it's the campaign, more likely the multiplayer, and Forge modes running on the original Xbox so that they can also push that into the um, streaming part of things. But they won't want to hold Forge back like that. Like Forge will be severely hampered by base Xbox One and they just won't want to do that. Like if you're if you're not if you're not going to give Forge to base Xbox One, if you're potentially not going to give campaign to Xbox One, then let's just, just get rid of the thing. Like you know, everyone talks about how games come together in the final three months, final four months, whatever it is. If they cancel Xbox One, like I've given the deadline of March 31. I think that if they're going to announce it, it needs to happen prior to March 31 because that gives them a good six, seven months to really, really dig in and take advantage of the newer hardware. I think that's a lot of time to do that. I think the whole- If they haven't announced it by then, then it's too late. The whole year delay was mostly about giving them time to have the the newer tool set to have everything ready to go for next gen. And if it is like a Horizon 2 situation or a Titanfall 1 situation where there is a focus on letting somebody else do it, but it's not a completely different version. Which there is. um, Yeah, like they, they have another company that's on it that's already been on it for three and will have been on it for four years. So it is a very different situation from Cyberpunk, which is what Digital Foundry guys were talking about. Because yeah. Cyberpunk, they didn't bother with, with doing anything for the last gen version, whereas Xbox is taking the time to, in a not crunch-filled way, just get everything done. If it was uh, get the game out by May, then yeah, you can still previous gen more likely so you can really focus on next gen. But with them pushing it all the way to November, I do think it's more likely to be more of a Destiny 1 situation where it's the same game on both to start with. And in a few years, you get a huge expansion and it's next gen only from that point. And they rebuild things and it's just next gen then. And it's just PCs that require an SSD then. Yeah, so Jesse, yeah, do you like think... Destiny, oh, Destiny 2 doesn't look like a next gen game though. Like it's still held back by the fact that it's an older game that was made to run on older hardware. I don't know. I, still, I think be Destiny sustained. 2 looks better than, than most things right now. Destiny 2 on the Series X is... Mm, yeah. It does look good. Yeah. It's but actually you- probably one of the top... Besides Gears, uh, the Gears Hive Busters, I think it's, it pops best on a, on a 4K 60 
with really good HDR. I mean, uh, that's, yeah, I mean, I, so I, much of it, it, so much of their pipeline is coming down to can we make it work on everything? So, you know, yeah. that's what we're going to see. Can they make it scale the way they are trying to make everything scale? Do you mean Destiny? Yeah. Do you mean Halo? I mean, um, Microsoft, like Next, their yeah, engine, yeah. yeah, everything they're doing, because because um, Destiny's already had the issue of content where just stuff takes way too long to render with the pre-baked lighting, as where Halo is going with the global system. So being able to make stuff and add things in is a lot faster. Yeah, um, can they make it scale? That's what's really going to determine. And if that's why I think a, there'll a be a deadline. Conversion. That's why I think there'll be a deadline. If they haven't announced that by March 31, then it's not happening. Like, they'll stick with the Xbox One version if they haven't ditched it by March 31. Yeah. So here, here's the deadline. Here's where I think I – this is I, I say there's a, there's a, only a, a 10% or less chance that they would end up canceling it. But I only leave the door open for one reason. And uh, I remember a comment from Phil Spencer. Uh, guys, it's been a few years, actually. But he says, how Halo goes, Xbox goes. And I do think that the the thoughts, the the mind share around the quality of the game are, is more important than the actual sales right now. I would even say it's even more important mm. than than uh, than the um, engagement initially. And so mm. I do think that if if they think that the Xbox One version is if it is suffering a cyberpunk thing, which again, I, I agree with Jesse, I think they're completely different situations. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know that that you can necessarily try to, you know, equate one to the other. But if there is a situation where, hey, we can scale this, but it's, it's going to be an awful experience, people who are on Xbox ones are going to complain, they're, they're not going to get the what they're, they're not going to get this banger that they think they're getting. Uh, it's not going to live up to what we want a halo to be, I could see them canceling it just to save the, the brand, because I think it is that important. And we look at it. it, it and, and again, this is an extreme example, it's not related, but you can see that with cyberpunk when it came out it was a 91 metacritic on pc <laughs> and then you can see what happened to the mindshare after it came out and people played it on the other version on the other consoles now again i don't think that's gonna that's 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 fair to to equate because halo is game designed it's been game designed around the xbox one i don't think it is a cpu intensive in general yeah, everything's uh like an island area like metro um yeah. exodus is it, it, it was already set up for that and the extra things they're going to throw in there, like the, you know, so like when I asked the question, I, you know, one of the choices was, you know, the campaign with some game design differences and then game campaign with some, you know, differences in aesthetics. Remember, like this version of Halo is supposed to have a more robust wildlife and things like that. That stuff you can scale and it doesn't really affect the gameplay. Like you can just take out more of the little animals and birds and things flying around. You can Or you can do the fast. Halo 5 everything animates like crap the moment it's 25 yeah. feet away from you. Yeah. Right. And it can be 30 feet. At, at, at what point is it too many sacrifices? So Halo 5 runs at 60 on base Xbox One and the sacrifices to get there are split screen, which we've been told is in. Yep. Now, I mean, what will the backlash be if they turn around and say, oh, well, split screen's not in base Xbox One. It's just on One X and Next Gen. Like, I don't know. I, I just think there's going to be too many sacrifices, too many compromises, and it's just easier if they just ditch it. Like, Halo 5's not the greatest 
I mean, on One X, it looks pretty nice. And on Series X, it looks pretty nice. But Halo 5 was never considered a stunning game or anything fantastic looking. Doesn't have big, massive open levels. Doesn't have split screen. So you've already got a ton of sacrifices for Halo 5 on base Xbox One. Now, Infinite is meant to be semi-open world. um, like Like you said, wildlife and all this other stuff. They've said split screen. Now people are going from Halo has now has virtually now become a 60 frames franchise after being 30 for so long. Are people really gonna want to play Infinite at 720, 30 or worse? Like I just that's, I don't know. I that's a, that's a good question. So what do we think about that? Because oh. I think we all said that we thought the Xbox One version is going to be a 30 frame game. Uh, do you think that's a, an assumption? maybe going too far, do you think that that is a compromise that 343 would not be willing to make because of the the gameplay impacts? Uh, what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, one thing that we really haven't discussed, too, is that, you know, just because we dropped the, let's say they dropped the Xbox One version now, you know, and don't tell anybody till March, you're not gaining, it's not like you get that time back, it's not like you get those right. resources back, especially if they've already been associated with another uh, company. Right. So, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, you know, we kind of make these decisions where I work all the time. So, like, we have, we're moving from one supercomputer to another. What do we port? What don't we port? And so, you know, it's 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 kind of that fine balance. I see Nick's point, but I also see Jesse's. And for me, it's not about the 50 million or whatever uh, Xbox Ones are out there. It's, it's whether they can get, kind of like Jesse was saying, can they get xCloud working on consoles like phil has alluded to before and give those players a uh you know a similar experience without sacrificing without having to make all those sacrifices to you know how many npcs or how how much environment change is has been reduced or anything like that um but they did say that xCloud should be getting the Series X APUs this year, didn't they? Right. Yeah, they did. It also but... depends. So... But they're they're behind on where yeah. they would like to be for actual systems, so you wonder if priorities change at all. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, I... that's another reason I thought they gave the full year, because by the time November 15 comes, the theory is that they'll have those APUs in xCloud, which means Xbox One owners can play the Series X version via streaming. Some so APUs. it's a win-win. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, Nick, on that point, I, I think they're going to have some APUs up there. I, I'm actually somebody who is pretty bullish on the future of streaming, but not necessarily the the present of streaming. And I, and I do feel like it is going to be important for them to get something up there so people can can play it uh, on xCloud. But I don't think they're, you know, when you look at the, some of the chip difficulties they're, they're already having to just not only fulfill uh, the having enough series X on the stores by the fall. I mean, when you start compounding that with, with having them in the servers, I think there's just, it's going to be a very limited, um, you know, a, a limited rollout for, the for 2021. Yeah. yeah. I, I okay. think okay. Really, go ahead. Okay. So we've known for some time now that Microsoft was ahead at one point with series X hardware, were they not? Phil had taken one home like late last year. And what if the shortage isn't just uh, COVID-related? What if the shortage is also, you know what? We wanted to dedicate a lot of that hardware to the service cloud. 
I think yeah, I really it, do think mm. I think the shortage is Series X had an allotment that was bigger than Series S, and there is the if it's Edinburgh, you know they they are they're doing three. Sony's only doing one, so Sony can pump out more of their main dedicated machine, which is the disc version of the PS5, because there's hardly any digitals out there. You know, Microsoft less Series X similar to more um, Series S's compared to digital PS5, but then also the third sock, which is their xCloud stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think that, that makes sense logically. Yeah, I, I definitely, like Nick, I actually do agree with you on that. I do think it's taking up some of the supply. I just, I still wonder, even even with them having put, some of those series x apus in the cloud getting them ready for 2021 i just and again this is just uh, i don't have any any real factual things to back this up it's just when you think about the worldwide coverage it's just that's a lot of that's a lot of hardware they got to get up there and, and i just i, I think that's going to be something that gets more robust over giving time. themselves a long time to do it though yeah so it, that's it, why i just think that's to me that's the ultimate win-win Pump the well, also- Series X APUs in there and have Xbox One owners log into an xCloud app and play Halo Infinite that way. Well, and even we- they were ahead. like they, they had things ready to go before, but TSMC, who's making everything for AMD, they're doing a whole new line of CPUs, a whole new line of GPUs, keeping up with the previous ones where needed. Every PlayStation 5, every Xbox, all at once. Like they, AMD and TSMC are the ones who really led to everything being constrained. Even if Microsoft was ahead in their planning, there's only so much foundry time you can get, no matter how much money you have. Uh, Okay, sorry. Uh, We're talking about streaming for a bit, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah, you jump in there, Saul. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I I couldn't hear you guys for a second there. That was weird. Um, I was going to say... What were we going to say? Crap. You know, funny enough, I feel that Nick has a point. Uh, quite a big one here too, where assuming Just don't blow up his head anymore. No, okay, no, no. I'm saying assuming the console <laughs> is uh, uh, holding it back. I'm assuming they make a much better looking game, much better playing game without the Xbox One campaign wise. By the way, this is only campaign. I, I have mm-hmm. no doubt the multiplayer release on both consoles. They playing through the Xbox One X Cloud. Assuming latency is as good as it can get in Stadia, because I tried Stadia a few days ago and it felt almost perfect. I was actually kind of kind of mind blowing. I was like, wow, what the heck? I, I don't feel any well, latency at all. That's the thing with the um, um, with the Series X, their video encoder is infinitely better that's one, than what's on the One S yeah. blades right now. Mm-hmm. And running at 60 also helps. So yeah. those two things, yeah. the latency should be but, uh, Assuming fantastic. they can get good latency where you can control the controller, fine. Xbox One players will actually get a better looking and a better playing game than they yep. would have if it was just their console. 1080 as well. Yeah, you're right. Which High resolution a native too. Xbox One version won't be able to do. I just, I don't know. Like, it to me, it, it it borders on making absolutely no sense to continue releasing this on Xbox One. There's just, there's no long-term benefit to it at all. I just, I don't understand. what. Like, money's not an issue anymore. Let's be honest. We've gone beyond the point of money being a problem. Microsoft will keep pumping money into this until they get it right. So money is not a factor anymore. Well, yeah, when Game so, Pass is 5% of the CEO's bonus payout, it's pretty obvious how important gaming is to them. Yeah, so That's I... Right. I so it's not money. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no Nick, I... I was going to say, like, money's not a problem. 
Yeah, I agree with you on the money part. Like, obviously, right now, they are looking totally towards the future. And so when you look at it that way, yeah, that makes that makes logical sense. Like, the thing I would say, though, uh, is that when you are building a subscription, the short term, I mean, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like, if, if you ever, like, watch the trajectory of subscriptions over time, getting off to start beating out the rest of your competition significantly and, and what you do like in the early years does have sort of an exponential long-term effect. So like if they get 10 million people, uh, and maybe that's, that's too high of a number. Let's just say they get yeah five to 10 million more people on game pass that are on that only have Xbox one, that five to 10 million will turn into, you know, could equal 40 million down the road because those people get their friends who get their friends over time. That's how the subscription, model works. So when you see like, and Jesse pointed that, that out, that Satya Nadal now has 5% of his bonus income is tied to Game Pass. And that is Oh, we're not recording? Alright, now that he's back in, we'll be recording. We were still recording, just I'm, I'm not even sure whether it's my... Uh... My headphones or my thing? I kept a note of where this is, so I'll just cut this off of the record. We're good there. I'm going to go ahead. Okay, go ahead and do that point again. Okay, so so what, what I was saying is that with the with Santi and Adalo, you know, where, where were we? Where, where did you cut off? Uh, yeah, you're talking <laughs> about the bonus, um, the 5% game okay. passing. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so basically what I was saying is that when I don't think there's ever been a time that a Microsoft exec has ever had gaming tied to his income that way. And it's not that that's going to motivate Nadella. It's quite the opposite. Basically, he's motivated Microsoft to focus on gaming. And the fact that it's specifically Game Pass tied to, to that uh, focus is telling you everything you need to know. So like short term, there is a huge focus on getting those Game Pass numbers in 2021. I don't think there's anything because I just follow the money. I mean, it's as simple as that. So there's really, it's hard to dispute that when you're tying in again for the first time ever gaming into and, and, and the Game Pass subscription into uh, Satya's bonus. So so when I look at the the numbers, so yeah, I do agree with you, Nick. I, I, like long term, it, it's more important to protect the brand of Halo. Um, and, and they can't really. Especially after what happened in July. Especially yeah, after absolutely. What happened in July. Well, what happened with Halo Four and Five? Even I mean, it, it, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's on a it's on a thin thread in terms of in terms. Oh, it's of on that. very thin ice. Very thin ice. Yeah. So if if the Xbox One. Okay, go ahead. I've got a question for you all, and I'd like honest, truthful answers to this question. Sure. How many of you? And this is going to be purely anecdotal, but it'd be interesting to see just out of the six of us where this goes. How many of you, A, know base Xbox One owners? And B, of those base Xbox One owners, are they subscribed to Game Pass? I only know one left who has a base Xbox One out of the many Xbox owners that I know. I only know one left with a base, and he is not a Game Pass subscriber. All the rest are One X, Series X, Series S, PC, and they all sub to Game Pass. I know four people that have Xbox Ones, and they're all on Game Pass. I know zero. I know one. My brother. They do really want yeah. series. He has a base I, Xbox One. I know like one. Yeah, Maybe but two, uh, he did get a Series S, so I guess he's not a base Xbox One owner anymore, huh? 
Yeah, that's right. If he's upgraded, then he's not a base Xbox One owner anymore. I mean, I've got a One S in the house too, but I don't consider myself a base Xbox One owner. But he got the Series S for his parents' house, which he's staying for a couple months. So I don't know if he's going to switch back when he comes back home. Yeah, I I know. Well, actually, no, he just got a series. He went from a one S to an X. So I don't know anybody, but they, most of them is their their PlayStation and Nintendo fanboys around here. <laughs> yeah. But 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 again, I think Nick that actually would prove a different point because uh, I I would argue that that the majority of the Game Pass base at this point in time is Xbox enthusiasts, and Xbox enthusiasts have generally, if they could afford it, have upgraded from that one or one S. However, more. But but the, here's the thing, and this is this is the the key with again the subscription growth uh, and how it ties to Halo because you saw that with Netflix, it was like a, it was a when it started off, it was really like more of an enthusiast service, like it was really just mm-hmm. people that watched a lot of movies that got on it. Now it's like a casual thing, right? Because and because they got things like Stranger Things on there and other things yeah, over yeah, time yeah. before that. So Halo's really the first time i know some people would argue gears and forza and forza to a little extent but i, I don't think uh the game pass awareness was really high when forza horizon hit halo is going to be the first time that a true mainstream day one game with massive mind share is going to hit that could drive those casuals and and the key is is you, you drive the casuals there for that kind of game and then once they're there they're like oh let's try out these other things and maybe they become an xbox enthusiast or a game pass enthusiast once you get them oh, and that is Oh, go ahead. No, I, I that I I agree with that sentiment, but that's completely undermined by the mm-hmm. fact that it's going to be done on eight-year-old hardware. Like you're not going to have Xbox One driving that. Well, what if it's not? You've got you've got the next seven months to migrate people over to newer hardware. Even if that's an Xbox One X, you've got seven months to do it. Like I just. I don't think you can drive that sort of mainstream adoption with Xbox One, base Xbox One. I just don't think you can. Well, that's true. He's right. Like, yeah. Like the Netflix thing, the Netflix thing doesn't. I understand yeah. the sentiment and I understand the logic behind it, and I'm all about logic. I completely get the Netflix argument, but Netflix isn't affected by what you're watching it on. Netflix is not. If you watch it on an iPhone, the quality is going to be the same as it is on your TV. It's, unless you're paying for the 4K, it's going to be 1080. Yeah, but the driver like, for like getting Halo, people in to play a lot is more multiplayer focus, which isn't as tied to the hardware. People will yeah. play Valorant on a toaster, and it's a huge game. If the biggest driver was the campaign, yes. And if eventually once Forge, if that really takes off like creative mode in Fortnite did after a few years, at by that time you've hopefully driven people to the better hardware and can just make it all about that. But yeah. to start with, I think the multiplayer will be fine on the old systems, even if it's running at 30. Oh, we're talking about the multiplayer? Well, the driver oh, for trying to make... Oh my God, I can't the reason for Halo to be not on previous gen. Yeah, I'm fine uh, with the multiplayer releasing on Xbox One, for the record. Like, Even though I think the whole lot should be cancelled... If they just left the multiplayer on Xbox One, I'd be completely okay with that. The campaign is more important to Halo right now in terms of image, in terms of branding, in terms of mindshare, in terms of reputation. Right now, the campaign is the single most important thing and still bothering with Xbox One, I don't care what anyone says, it's going to hurt it. Regardless of what anyone thinks, it is going to hurt it. 
I got one last point. I know we've been spending a lot of time on this, but I'll, I'll, one last thing, and then I'm going to go around and make sure we got proven and um, in souls and souls opinions on this as well. So just for the record, I don't think anything's going to be canceled. Um, and one of the reasons why I do is that even with the campaign, uh, you know, Halo is just more based on its gameplay than even on the graphics. And I th and I do think the feedback from the the, the gameplay was good. Uh, if they can get it running at a, at least at a thirty frames, I, I don't. I, I still when we talk about the experience of somebody's an Xbox One, remember that everything is relative. So if you're getting Xbox One graphics and frame rates, you're, you're getting them across everything you're playing. So that experience is going to be relative. They do have an extra year to polish. Uh, even if we go back to Halo Five, as we mentioned, there is some levels that are actually uh, like song the the, the Sang Helios level is actually looks really good and it's kind of open so there a lot of it is just time so it, I, they have that extra year of time they have another they have a, a whole entire studio dedicated to it i don't think it's going to get canceled but i'm going to go around and make sure that i get soul and and, and austin to kind of uh just throw their two cents and their prediction what do you guys think uh, anything anything going to get canceled on the xbox one um i, I just think it's kind of weird because when 343 announced the game two years ago, they introduced the Slip Space Engine and they kind of like talked a big game about how scalable it is. And it would be really weird if they ended up canceling the version, their Xbox One version, after they said that the reason they went into a new engine is to make sure that it's scalable and it can play everywhere. Um, but I think if they do cancel it, it probably just means that the Xbox One like just truly held the game back and like. I, I don't think they're going to keep the game around on Xbox One if it, like, just looks terrible. Like, I don't think it's going to be a cyberpunk situation where the game's a disaster. So, like, if they do release it because they were somehow able to release the game at, like, a playable state on the Xbox One. So your final answer, uh, you think it's going to be a playable state or not? Mm, I, I'm, I, I think they, they're aware that, like, they need to get this game right. So they're not going to do anything to ruin the image. Like if they're not going to have a cyberpunk situation where they're going to release I'm turning it. him slowly. <laughs> like I can hear it. Yes, yes or no, proven. <laughs> I, I can hear I, it. I'm it, turning him slowly. I'm like I'm right in the middle of everyone. Like I, I think I think they'll release the game if it looks like if the game looks like how it did in July. Gun to your head. You, your life depends on it. You got to you got to choose. <laughs> your phone's life depends on it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I'm. I'm just for now. I'm gonna say yes because I think three four three has more experience with the Xbox One than like CD Projekt Red. But I wouldn't be surprised if it came at this point. I'm more influential than you right now, Nick. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's go to Soul. Real I mean, quick okay. Speak of the devil. Um, Nick's actually kind of convinced me. Um, not for the multiplayer. For the multiplayer, I'm still I'm still standing strong. That will be on everything. But think about oh, it I'm this okay way. with that though. Yeah, multiplayer. Yes. I'm fine with. My focus is more the campaign. I mean, if the game launched on November 2020, obviously there's no chance of a delay, right? But my November 2021, when you talk about 50 million Xbox One owners, those not every 50 million of the not every one of those 50 million is interested in a Halo campaign. Thank you know you. what I mean? I'd argue maybe 10 Sorry. million at most are interested in a Halo campaign. By the end yep. of 2021, you'll have that core audience already moved over, right? Correct. To the series, the series console. So you still have that audience there for the campaign. Uh, my caveat is, assuming the servers are ready to go by November 15th, I think there's a very real chance that, yeah, the campaign's not going to come on the base consoles. 
Okay. That's a, that, I mean, those are really good points. Despite the fact I still disagree, I think those are really good points. They are building things to be um, like, they just changed gears five to make it. So everything is its own bespoke install. I think that'll be the norm going forward. And that also makes it easier to have chunks that just aren't on previous consoles. Yeah, that's so true. eventually like, okay, you've got, the campaign can only be installed on next gen. This mode can be any gen. This mode can be any gen, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, I think we got your thoughts on it. Or I, I thought you said, but I want to just make sure, I want to clarify. Did you have any, uh, what's your I final mean, thought? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they will. I mean, there's there's some absolutely good justification to do so. But, um, you know, and I think Nick mentioned this either a couple episodes ago or back on the Xbox Era podcast. Like people forget what 343 was capable of of doing with Halo 4 on the 360 hardware in 2012. So people also forget that the the return, I mean, you're talking two, three years between Halo 4 and Halo 5. They've had a lot more time. Yeah. They've become a lot more familiar with the hardware. I mean, there's tons of things. And obviously you're not going to make uh, additional output out of nothing. But um, I don't think there's any reason to to do so yet i mean multiplayer obviously um i think would be fine regardless but i think the scalability of the platform i mean you know look at look at what um cyberpunk right the npcs on xbox one and ps4 are minimal compared to what you see even running back compat on series s and x so you already have examples of um you know, that scalability, although that's a really bad one, but you do have examples. Well, it's a good and a bad one. It is a good one yeah, as well because yeah. you're seeing it in action. Right. But it, it's a bad one because that game, <laughs> they didn't do like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. do the argument many favors from a purely visual <laughs> well, I, I, and performance perspective. It is the, this is what happens when you don't actually put the effort into it. Right. Scenario. Uh, yeah, I'd argue that if that ran at thirty at a smooth frame rate, it'd be a little more digestible. But after two small patches, it's already like twice well, as good it, as it was. And Halo is so much about its art too. Like I, I just when I was playing Halo Three and, and Reach recently again, uh, you know, like just it still looks good and it's not technically great compared to today, but it just you know it, it feels good. Um, you know, because when it just because I like the way the Halo plays and it, and artistically, we we forget about that too because a lot of the visuals like Cyberpunk. I just think it's a really bad example because when, yeah. when you take when you take out things like the ray tracing and all that, it, it, and you lose some of the detail, it just like that art does not come through at all. I do think Halo's art does uh, does allow for some more simplicity and still looking good it's but, not uh, as realistic the more realistic it is the better the everything has to be because yeah correct you have more reference in your brain for like oh this should look like this not yep there's nothing fantastical about it right. yeah no the, and the art style was intentionally kept like I, yeah i've been playing immortals a ton and like stylistically the game's gorgeous but you look at it from like uh an engine perspective and it, it's fine it's just more it's all fantastical and it's really colorful it doesn't have to have that same level of detail and everything yeah all right cool all uh, right guys I, I, so I, I think i think the whole m most of the arguments hinge on the old base being so big and i just think that's that's not what people think it is i mean use the ps4 as an example right so the ps4 has sold around 115 million consoles yet if you look at the sales of all these game of the year and oh my god these amazing games and everyone is playing these games right 
And yet, when you look at how many copies they've sold relative to the install base, it's not that much. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when you hear fifty million Xbox Ones, you know how many Xbox Ones I've bought over this generation? I've bought like seven, yeah. and I wouldn't yeah, be the only maniac. one that's done that. Yeah, but I wouldn't be the only person yeah, that's I've done like that. Like, I would here. not be yeah. the only person that Six. bought an Xbox One with Connect attached to it, then maybe sold that off and bought a One S. And then maybe sold that off and bought a limited edition 1S and then thought, oh, the 1X, sold that off and bought a 1X. Like, I would not be the only person that's done that. So that 50 million, 115 million, that's never the true, true number. And you lower it even more when you're talking about active people. Like, Microsoft and Sony care about us, the six of us. We are the ones that are on our Xboxes daily. We are the ones that are buying V-Bucks. We are the ones that are buying Immortals. We are the ones that are playing Rocket League 1,200 hours. We are we are the ones they care about, and we are not 50 million. We are way, way less than that. Yeah. So I just think that sitting on that 50 million thing is a recipe for trouble. Just, well, yeah, anyway, I, I do think we got to <laughs> we're going to have to move on because we got a lot of different topics to cover here. Um, really great points. I appreciate the fact that uh, Sol and uh, Nick already gave up a point for this contest. <laughs> 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 and uh, and we'll, we'll, Nick, you'll have to have uh, some of us come to <laughs> finish this debate because I think there's a lot of really, really good points. It probably could go for the next hour and a half. But uh, but I want to make sure we get a chance to, t- to t- touch on at least a few of these other things uh mm-hmm. be- before we come back in- on this again moving on to our next topic and so when we think about halo 5 you know one of the big opportunities and complaints about the game was the story so i want to just touch really quickly on that you know one, one of the things that for me personally I-, I thought there was really just a lack of you know emotion and intensity and things like that and one of the ways that that Halo's done that in the past is they have killed off main characters. In fact, I, I remember in a documentary regarding the the Halo Three story, uh, they talked about the fact that initially they didn't they didn't kill off, you know, some of the main characters uh, like they did until they, they just they decided at the last second to do that because they needed to add some more emotional impact. So I want to go to that aspect of this. So we're going to kind of do a yes or no on these groups of characters and. See what you think about whether we're going to see any any major deaths, um, and uh, so we'll go out and do a roundtable on that. And I'm going to start with a different person on every one of these topics, so that uh, that uh, the copycats can't uh, copy every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and start uh, with Soul. Uh, we're going to go and focus on the the blue team first off. Do you think? Well, the blue team, the the Cyrus team, or, or any other major characters like Arbiter, Lasky, could, do you see any major deaths in that? Or do you think that that's something that, and additionally, do you think that's something that, that, that maybe Halo needs to bring back as some, you know, sense of loss and uh, a little bit more drama? So, I sure do, buddy. Oh, sorry. Sorry, my bad. Ooh, just got here back in time. Sorry, I had to switch headphones. They were acting up. $15 and guess that's what you get for wireless. Okay, we're talking you about think drama. Kill anyone? What am I paying you people sure. for? What are you paying This two-bit corporation and I'm investing all this money into it. And this Nick, is you get exactly this. what you're freaking paying for. All right. Uh, okay, okay. So- I got it. Okay, so one thing for sure is I don't think 343... Uh, is uh or was how do i say it 
I don't think they were as smooth as they thought they were when it came to that Arbiter thing. Sorry, not Arbiter, that Lock thing. Lock is definitely dead. Definitely not. Lock is definitely dead. Like, that was literally his poochie. helmet on the shoulders. Uh, the toy leak. He's going to get poochied. <laughs> and it, it gives us enough could... reason to, like, avenge him, and it gets rid of the character that people don't like. I would prefer it if they just fleshed him out more, if they were going to use him more. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think anyone from Blue Team is dying. Not in the base campaign. Yeah. Um, I would say just Lock. Okay, just Lock. All right, so and we're going to go already now. already broken up Osiris in the book, so it could be just him and not anyone else from it. All right, Asa, I want to go to you because I know we didn't we didn't give you a, much chance in the in the last topic. So, what, what do you think? What is uh, who, who's your picks for people to get knocked off, or do you even think that's something that needs to happen? Well, I think there's two. Like, if they're gonna kill people off, I think one possibility is they kill them off screen because, like, or if they're gonna kill them on screen, they're gonna have to rewrite them because the the problem is I don't think. I would say like the majority of people that played Halo Five like didn't care about Blue Team or Osiris Team, so if they killed them off off screen, like I feel like no one would care. So yeah. I, I feel like they almost have to kill them if they're going to kill anyone off. It has to be off screen because there's going to be no like emotional impact if they have some like huge cutscene like showing uh, someone from Blue Team getting killed off because I feel like no one's really going to care about that. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like, well, if you if you kill him off screen, that's that is a waste, first of all. But um, so, who's your who's your pick then? Would you say that who's your pick in terms of uh, somebody I, going? I I, I agree. I think they're probably going to kill Locke because either they're going to kill Locke off screen and be like, oh, he died, or they're going to have to completely rewrite him to make him interesting. So it just depends okay. on what they do. But I, I I would say they'd probably kill him off. All right, so we got two for Locke because of his helmet is on the uh, the toy. Uh, let's go to Daniel. Daniel, what do you think, man? Are we talking about from Blue Team or Osiris? All of them. Like, do you think uh, any? Do you think we might see somebody killed off from from multiple, like that, both of them, uh, different major character? Or I mean, yeah, I think Locke is is kind of a shoe in. I think they can't kill. Well, they could either kill Buck or not, depending on if they can afford Nathan Fillion again, <laughs> as <a> Destiny showed. <laughs> um, I think, you know, Blue Team is so iconic. You know, I know Jesse and I are the only ones that, that read the books. Damn it, I've read them too, damn it. Okay, my bad. Did right, you so, read Bad Blood? Uh, no. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, that that's the one that pretty much breaks up Osiris and Buck goes right. off and gets right. married. Spoilers, he gets married to the lady from ODST. Oh, nice, Victoria. Good uh, for him. Yeah. Yeah. See, so I, know these I honestly think he probably won't be a thing in this one. Or, yeah, you know, mention a passing joke maybe. more than anything else. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, you know, Locke is there. I don't think they should kill anybody from the blue team. I think Lasky's going to get it because Infinity, um, based on everything we've seen so far, is destroyed. So... Um, Lasky's the type of guy that would go down with the ship. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, that's that's kind of an easy one. Yeah. So you got Lasky and and Locke and Locke. Yeah. As your picks. Okay. Cool. And let's see who else. Nick, what's your who's your picks? Yeah. I, well, I mentioned earlier, Locke will probably get poochied. Like they'll just <laughs> kill him off screen and say that he needs to go back to his home planet. Um, I'm not sure if they'd worry about killing anyone major again i just uh, my focus is still on they want to have as little backlash with this game as possible 
So they're not going to take any gambles on killing off beloved characters. So mm. it then restricts you down to who are the characters that aren't really, you know, quote unquote beloved. So Sarah no Palmer. one likes Locke. <laughs> she's, she's a gunner. <laughs> oh, is she? Okay. I don't. I, I remember her. I remember the name and I kind of remember her, she's but I don't remember hated. if I found her particularly annoying or anything. It was, it was, I don't know, the, the community just kind of went overkill a little bit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Not a surprise. Right, so we, we got another she vote was for Locke. the chief in a cutscene. You can't allow that. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you think? So, uh, what's your, what's your picks? Uh, do you have, did I, wait, did you go first? Did I, I, I've never spoken about this topic. Let me speak again okay. for another 15 minutes. <laughs> it was a, or Jesse, I need to go to. Uh, Jesse, who is your pick? Um, I'd be similar thing. Lasky on um, with the infinity being shown up, pretty much everyone seems to be dead or is the, there's like survivors strewn about the, uh, the ring um, Lasky being dead or, I mean, he's really like the only big person in command that we know of on there. So if you're going to take someone out, him, Sarah Palmer, um, there's not really a ton of other, and who cares about Tanaka or the other Osiris members? I mean, Bale, yeah. 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 No way they get rid of Buck. Yeah, no, Buck's Buck's safe off on his honeymoon. He's like prime expansion China. material too, right? Yeah. That was just a joke about Destiny more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um actually, you know, Jesse, I'll think about it. You think they might pull like a keys vibe kinda with uh, Infinity going down to the planet and uh and it being a ring that was all about the flood and experimenting yeah, with the flood right I'm, I'm, i feel like um, they might even pull that again get flood keys was always something i thought hmm. palace of pain he goes in there if the primordial's still around even though he should be dead from the um forerunner trilogy the primordial was the the race of beings before the prometheans or the the forerunners yeah. um you know they there was one of them they created the flood to attack the forerunners after the forerunners you know there, there's a whole backstory there yeah. on that ring Worth there's reading. a um, shit ton of lore that i hope they figure out a way to yeah. get good references of in the game itself proper but i meant more so uh i feel like there will definitely be a mission called rescue lasky or rescue the captain or something like that oh similar to yeah in a C. Yeah. Like very similar to CE because I feel and like we're getting the vibes like that. Punch through his decaying. <laughs> Not sure about the actual end, but I do think he'll be. In fact, I feel like you might slowly be building up your base again in the campaign. What about Roland? Or is he going to be turned? I didn't do it right away, and it seems like some of them can hold against it. And I do think a through line I've said before on Infinite is with the teaser the way it was is going to be finding a cured version of cortana that's not yeah. evil that is yeah. just cortana yeah. and so like in her helping fight back against the i lost my humanity rampant cure version that was in five right unless they completely abandoned five i can't see roland uh they not didn't siding the with you like the, the book is a sort of a, a balance between five and infinite and cortana and the guardians are a, a big part of that book so I think going to the ring is in a way probably trying to find something to stop her, especially if they give her the name, the Harbinger, which mm -hmm. was brought up. She's got her own name now. And then Cortana can come back, be your good AI going against the Harbinger. You know, that's just my guess. Hmm, good guesses. I, I, I think you mentioned somebody there. I actually think... They may bring back Cortana just to kill her off for good, <laughs> to send her off the right the right oh, way. Oh, really? Because that was, 
I, I don't know. So, so I do. I well, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to say my like. For the record, I've been saying for a long, long time that Infinite should just be like a almost like a remake of CE. Just yeah. I mean, look, don't retcon everything. Like retcon's the wrong word, but I I think they will find an excuse to reboot Cortana. I'll just reboot her, and you'll have her back, and everything's just like CE. That's what I think they'll do. It it might not fit in with the lore, and it might not align with whatever, but I just think they want to invoke CE as much as possible. And one of the trailers, the end of the most recent trailer where he walks towards what looks like, isn't it Cortana? At the end of that trailer, yeah, and there, there was a hidden um, sound. There's a there was a hidden sound file from the uh, that was a QR code mashed into when the pilot first wakes him up. That QR code gives you an audio file that literally syncs up with the end of the trailer, and it's Cortana saying, "I don't know how, but I'm here. It's really me." Yeah. So yeah, and that's what I mean. I just think they'll completely reboot it. Well, you actually, so you did change my mind on that because now that I'm thinking about it, you're. First of all, you are right that they do that they do want to bring this back to Halo CE. I I feel like we're going to get something that's very akin to the, the, the when Star Wars rebooted, you know, like that. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> exactly of, what I've been referencing. Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah, it's going to be like that. And and Cortana dying, even though people like Halo 4's campaign, I would say, you know, and again, I I think with some of the hardcore Halo, it's not as much as uh, some of the mainstream with. The campaign. I, I do think that Cortana dying is is associated with 343's stories in the previous games, and I do think they want to go the opposite direction. So but that's, I but do that's th- a part of why Halo 5's story wasn't liked because Cortana wasn't there, right? Like that, I, I, that's, that's yeah. It's just I don't yeah, know. The, like the, the Cortana, the the evil AI thing was yeah. That we I think we we've, we've touched on this in previous podcasts, but that was just really generic. <laughs> it, you know, it's not something that was really original or surprising or fun. And and so yeah, I I, I agree. I I think they will they will bring her back and keep her around and figure out how to make yeah that my, happen. Um, my the, guess is that the 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 pilot the pilot in the ship will be in your ear at the start of the game. Yeah. And then one of your first major missions will will end up with you finding Cortana again. She's rebooted, and then she becomes the one in your ear. Or maybe you have both of them. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. I feel like the pilot might be like, hey, I heard a distress speaking at this coordinate. Yes, so you yes. want to check it out. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So my prediction, so I, I would actually disagree on the lock thing. I, I understand, like, everybody thinks wants him to be killed off or thinks he's going to be killed off because people were frustrated him in 5, but they were frustrated with him in 5 because, number one, they didn't really build him up as a character. Yeah, so, his char- like, he had references to being a deeper character that never yeah. got touched again. Yeah. And, and, and that's I think the thing. he's prime expansion material if they ever do the thing of killing yeah. off Chief or retiring Chief because he's 800 years old. I don't think like I, it seems to be a popular opinion. I so I I would actually make a prediction that that Locke is not killed off, and that his the reason they have his helmet is he got his ass whooped. Just like if you remember the uh, if anybody played the Halo Wars two, you know there's that one Spartan who gets beat to hell at the beginning, uh, but he doesn't. I, if I remember correctly, they he, like even though he still survives, uh, he survives yeah. right, yeah. and they grab his helmet. And yeah, all Atriox stuff. just beats the ever living crap out of him. Yeah. Yeah, so I can see them beating the crap out of him, grabbing his helmet just like he did there, and and that maybe is is kind of 
you know, kind of a, a, a prelude to that. But um, I, again, I don't think you really get any emotional impact killing him off because you didn't build him up. But I do think there is opportunity to build him up because he does supposedly have a backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, he is at least now familiar, right? So you, you bring him back in there. He is familiar. You probably could do some things over time, especially with expansion material. Um, and also, I think, you know, as, as an opportunity, as, as Halo kind of keeps bringing out material regularly over these next, you know, decade, I guess it's going to be, um, you know, if they ever want to go to something that is a little bit more Spartan powers or something like that, you could always use, use a lock backstory for that and build him up that way. So I do think they'll save lock. Um, I was going to predict actually buck, but you made a good point that they married him off and it, it, you know, they, they married him off and they kind of split him off there. But I do think that just they killed him off in Destiny. Uh, I just I think it would be it would be kind of funny in a way uh, if, they, if he gets just gets killed off in all of Bungie's. Do you think yeah. that Locke, do you think that Locke's issues partially come from the fact that Mike Coulter left so early on? And they had to use a different actor. Well, the, the the voice actor they got is a better actor than Mike Coulter. Is Mike Coulter looks real cool. His acting's eh. And they had a good <laughs> voice actor. The problem the, the problem with the story was entirely it got chopped up from yeah. parts and put together yeah. at the end. Yeah. Like the backstory for Locke, everything about him would have been fine and cool if it was a half and half situation like Halo Two, making it mostly Locke but not actually making Locke into a full character just kills it from the start they also kind so of can, mess up the opportunity right with uh, nightfall yeah, was, they had the opportunity to really flesh this guy out as a character and they didn't do it hmm. yeah it was just that time for microsoft and the xbox division wasn't good and now it seems to be so i i would put more faith into them taking the time because 343's actual lore and backstory is very good but getting that translated into the games just hasn't happened because everything's always so rushed. Yeah. And they're not if they're not rushing anymore, it, they can do it. Yeah, and right. Locke has right. a lot of similarities with Noble Six, and everybody loves that that character. You know, there's the the Oni uh, backdrop that they both have. I mean, he is a much better character than what we were given in Five, and I think that you know, I'm hoping that that you know it's more of a red herring than anything else about the uh, damage helmet and everything. Yeah. So, did anybody change your opinion? So, how many we got for Locke Lock still getting whacked versus not? I mean, <laughs> anybody I don't want to? <laughs> uh, I'll change mine. Uh, he's. I, I feel like it's a, it's a bait and switch. Um, but no, then again, he'll probably die at the end. It's going uh, to be Buck. They, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now. It's, good. it's like, I could see it happening. I don't think it will. Kind of like I could see the Xbox One version getting axed, but I don't think it will. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get into it. I'll stick with my guns. You're wrong there, buddy. Hey, Jesse, you obviously have nowhere to go. You, know, like, <laughs> you could have a 4K UI, but 1080's fine. You don't need 4K. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's gonna get fired before the end of the show. You don't hate anything anymore. Wait, wait. <laughs> All right. That'd so, uh, did it, wait, did I get everybody's predictions? Austin, did I get yours? Yeah, like half an hour ago. <laughs> okay. I, I forget, am I anymore? Um, They've been good conversations with one extra person than normal, so our rhythms run off a little bit. But I think it's been a okay, buddy. <laughs> All right. As long as everybody got their, as long as everybody's on record, so when we come back, nobody can, um, nobody can be vague about what they said. All right. So, no so records anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
yeah, that was a, that was a, a, a scratch that joke. Um, yeah, so like my final opinion, I, I do think it's going to be Buck and uh, Lasky. All right, so let's go to what, our our next topic was going to be um, Cortana's fate, but I think we touched on that. So did everybody? Do we all think that she's going to be back, or does anybody? I mean, she was it? in the damn yeah. trailer. It'd yeah, be really weird. She was. She was in the trailer. Yeah, no, she's coming back for sure, and I think they're going to set it up so that there's no, not even a possibility that she's going to die anymore. You know. Well, that going into the domain was always supposed to be the thing to cure, to cure her. Right? Their yeah. AIs could go forever. The the forerunner yeah. AIs, so it makes sense from their lore. She, she's too beloved. Like everyone yeah. loves Cortana too much, and, and Jen Taylor's voicing her in yep. the show now because yeah. the actor yeah. who filmed yeah. everything isn't going to be able to do all of that work. So it's just you, it's the same reason Chief never dies. She's gonna if the show hits, she's gonna be real big. I, I feel like they uh, they kind of had to address her dying in Halo Four. Well, with the previous lore they had with the whole seven years aspect. So that's something that mm. they realized, hey, we have to do this. And they did it well. If they try and pull it off again, then it'd just be cheap, honestly. Anything no, else. no, no. Just leave her alive now. People yeah, like exactly. her too much. Yeah, it, it helps. Like, it helps the narrative. Like, delivering story without relying on a million cutscenes is always the best yeah. way to do it in a video game. And that was one of the best parts about Cortana, yeah, especially narrator. in CE. Especially in CE. Yeah, just like I just Bioshock. No, nah, she's back and she's back forever, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, and that does make sense. I, 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 again, she is one of the things that she is. She is one of the mainstays of the classics. And who doesn't um, love her? Yeah. Like, seriously, I mean, who doesn't love Cortana? Right. Natural so, I, case. I mean, I, Apple fanboys. <laughs> you know that was actually another thing uh the moment microsoft named their fans yeah the moment that microsoft named their thing cortana at that point i'm like yeah she's coming back <laughs> well did they kill that off <laughs> they did might be that's the funny part too yeah. nah, cortana's still cortana's still around i mean i'm on a windows 10 pc oh, right actually, now yeah. cortana's still around and she speaks to you every time you reinstall windows <laughs> yeah no, she right. does all right. So, uh, so by the way, we had we had a longer top, topics list here, but we, I can now see that we needed two shows for this. So, this is what we're going to do for the rest of today's show. Uh, we're going to split up our year beginning predictions into two shows. So, anybody who can make it back next week, please come back next week, and we can two finish weeks. those off. Um, but we do have some community questions that I, that I wanted to make sure we had a chance to get to, uh, and we can also include these as part of our prediction so let me go to those and um all right so first we have a question from Apache, and he says do you guys think the zeta ring will be the only location in halo infinite uh we haven't seen any vehicles yet what oh okay he's got a few questions so let's just start with that one do you guys think that the uh the zeta ring will be the only location in halo infinite uh let's go ahead and start with Daniel, we'll start with you first this time. Yeah, I think in the base game, uh, I think it'll be the only location. Maybe after, you know, if they are intending this to be a 10-year, you know, uh, expandable experience, then sure, we may uh, venture beyond that after that point. But I think for the base game, it's going to be Zeta. Okay. Good uh, answer. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'd say it'll just take place on the one ring. I think again, base game minimum will take place on the one ring. Yeah, and actually, like I'll jump in here a little bit. I actually think that that it's going to be mostly on 
the, the first ring, but I do think they're going to at least introduce us to some other territories just to build some hooks for future content. So I think that would be smart. So maybe that's more wishful thinking than a prediction, but I think it'd be very smart to at least bring you to another planet, expose you to something that maybe is just like a little, a little, uh, you know, slice, vertical slice of a new, of a different planet. Hooks that they put in are more likely now with the delay where you can get back to cut content right we're trying to get around and okay we really got to just focus on the main campaign and we'll get to stuff later now yeah you can build in all of those little hooks a hell of a lot more than rushing. correct yeah, me I, if i'm wrong isn't this this ring that they're going to isn't a part of it broken yes yeah. mm-hmm. so could could those broken bits not be there and again, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm saying something stupid, but could those broken off parts not be accessible landscape or environments maybe as part of the DLC yeah, I or something? That's, I don't know. Part of, that's going to be part of the whole jumping around from area to area and they're all cut off because it is rebuilding. And you might like say the parts that were jettisoned and have flown away from it, you know, you need a you need to fix up your ship to be able to get yep. to them. You know, those, yep. those types of gating mm. mechanics, I, I definitely yeah, think. Yeah. It also thing. prevents or doesn't makes it so it's not like a full open world game, right? You, ha- you open up one map and then you go another part of the ring. It's a different map, that kind of thing. Like hubs. I'm yes, fine exactly. With hubs. Yeah. yeah, if you played Metro Exodus, that's what it was. You had a bunch of hubs. They were big, they were dense, and you went between them. You never went back in that game. I think you'll go back. You'll have the opportunity to go back in Infinite. But yeah, it, it makes it both easier to scale and you can make more bespoke and like classic halo levels out of these things instead of it being this giant open world where you have to have weird gating mechanics for why you can't go to certain places oh, it's literally yeah. mm-hmm. you can't fly there that's it because you, you could have cool scenarios where some species made this one piece of the broken ring their home and you gotta i don't know like take it over or get it back or I don't know. I reckon it opens the door for lots of cool stuff. And it opens it up for the biomes and everything. Like this is a more jungle area. This is a wintry yeah, yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a I think it's a really nice solution for taking place entirely on a ring again and having a better explanation now why on newer hardware you can't just go everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Sol? What what's your predictions on uh, that? I, I'll make a slightly bolder one. I feel like almost the entire 10 years or however long this game is will be spent only on Zeta Halo. Um, or let me rephrase. No other planet. We might get teleported to an arc or something like that. Um, but uh, planet-wise, it'll be just the Halo. It'll slowly open up. We'll get a bunch of different biomes, a bunch of different areas, a bunch of different laboratories, facilities, etc. Okay. And how about you, uh, Austin? What's your thoughts, man? Um... I think yeah, I think for the main game it's mostly going to be on Zeta Halo, but I think I forgot. I think with UOB and Lu said they might hint at some other stuff, like maybe some other planets, some other locations. Um, but they're going to kind of hint at that, and then maybe in some expansions or what, whatever content they release later on, they're going to actually take us to the places that they that they hint at. Yeah, I see. I, and I keep going back to that. The one thing I think about is, you know, not just from a story perspective, but you got to think about it from a creative perspective. And I, I realize that you can have different 
art styles throughout the the Halo ring. But I do think it makes it a little bit more challenging to do that. And when you have separate planets, that's the one thing, you know, Star Wars or Destiny always like have these advantages that you can make it, you can make things look very, very interesting because, you know, you have a whole nother planet and no rules. And so I do think that opens up possibilities. So I still think we'll get exposed to another planet. I mean, it might just be for like a linear mission or something that we can come back to. Um, I do think that, as a th- we talked about the throwbacks, I do think we're going to go up into a um, into a, a, a another ship, <laughs> you know, um, just like you did in, in the Halo CE. So I don't necessarily consider that as part of the planet, even though it's kind of hovering over the planet. Um, so I definitely expect at least um, at least one scenario inside it. It's, I mean, th- doesn't everybody think that you'll at least go in, inside a ship one time? <laughs> there is, yeah. it's, to talk about it would be spoilery for the new book, but there's reasons to think that newer ships could be a thing the Banished have, right. and fighting in those would be a thing. And I wouldn't want to say more without it being a spoiler. Wait, that would still totally be, I, is that a Halo? No? There, okay, so, Christ, I, I literally, no, no, no. I can't. I, I mean, away. in terms of, like, if, we, if we're if we on a ship on the Halo, that's that still totally counts as that a Halo. No. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's more, like, even when you're going to a different planet, it's just a different tile set in a different skybox. So when you're in, yeah, when you're on a ship, it is completely different from being on the planet or being, you know, there's a ton of underground stuff in Zeta Halo. So, like, those are, I would think, even if they're, close to each other in the lore they are different enough in the gameplay that they count as a different environment oh okay that's that's not fair that's i mean 100 percent we're going to be in some kind of flood facility and i also uh, yeah. think there's a chance that the banished might have some cool ridiculously new forerunner toys mm. and we fight on those as well or deal with those in some way and what if like what if like the infinite the infinity crash onto zeta halo and then yeah. that makes up another level too yeah i think there's there's going to oh, be a lot of the stuff on there yeah yeah, you, you have to have everyone. Again, this is the reboot. <laughs> you have to have that again. You have that yeah. mall again. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to go back up and <laughs> truth and reconciliation. So, yeah. See, so, I have no problem with that, though. I'm, no, I'm, I don't either. 343, yeah. like, and again, I found old posts of mine where I said all this stuff, like, just remake those levels, tap into that nostalgia. Like, 343 have a lot of damage to repair. And if that means, you know, remaking ce then so be it yeah do, do whatever you got to do yeah no arguments there and, and they they have a lot of damage to to rectify but they also have a lot of nostalgia to work with so they should use everything everything in their toolbox when yep. it comes to that and, and the to best part is though 343 have one big advantage that most other developers don't and that is that they absolutely goddamn nailed how Halo feels. Yeah. So yeah, gameplay yeah. is not a problem. Right. Gameplay no. is not an issue. Halo 5 feels amazing. It feels absolutely incredible is, to play. Yeah, I'd argue yep. 5 is multiplayer is, is the best in the in Yep, the, the best they've ever done. Proven yep. just turning Ooh. red. His head's about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have that topic for next uh, next time when we get to the... Um, yeah, we, so we're going to definitely say... That will be to to be continued. So we're going to stop uh, on that topic and, and uh, not take us into another hour new show. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. All right. So did we get everybody's opinion on that? So everybody agrees that we're going to be going into ships, but um, 
I think you guys have said yeah, that. I, I, my only other point would be I do wonder how much, because it is all about the Banished, they're introduced in Halo Wars 2, mm-hmm. how much of the Halo Wars 2 other side humans would they show up, like the Spirit of Fire and all the Spartans that were on there that were lost for a long time. Like yeah. That could be a thing where we're fighting on the Spirit of Fire if they follow the Banished through, because mm-hmm. the Banished are back. Like I, There's no other way to say it, it from the book. They're back. They're in the main. They got through because Halo Wars Two ends with them fighting the flood on yeah. the smaller arc, and but then in the book and it's it's already in the trailers and everything. They're back. They've made it back from the smaller arc. So I wonder what comes through from Halo Wars Two with that. Maybe we really get a shot lot. of the uh, Spirit of Fire flying through the sky, and there's a level where you're in it, and there's flood everywhere. That'd be different, right? That'd be I, something I seen think before. they will keep. They will keep the need to consume other media in order to get the story to a minimum. Yeah, that's what I. Surely that is a lesson. Yeah. Surely that's a lesson they've learned now. They may have references like that, whatever you call that ship. The it might be floating in the sky. Yeah, it might be floating in the sky, or they might have little things in the background. But there is no way known 343 are going to be dumb enough to say, well, to understand what's going on here, you have to have played Halo Wars 2. Surely they're not going to do that. they get better at actually incorporating some of that stuff in story-wise and explaining it in a way? Because that's what happened with 5 and 4. Like, 4 was they messed up. There was just too much good stuff out of it, and they should have gotten it in there. 5, they just cut it all out, and instead it doesn't make any sense. In, in, in Infinite, can they finally get it where their expanded lore or their other games, they figure out a way to explain it in-game correctly for a change. So you can still uh, use it. Do I, they get better about the storytelling? I hope so, and they have more time to work on it. Like, maybe that's a cut thing where they talk about, okay, we can go, we're polishing and we're restoring things we wanted to do, but we wouldn't have had the time before. I don't know. Mm. I hope so, because it's really good. The story of Halo Wars 2 is awesome. The DLC is awesome. And if there's any way to incorporate that into the bigger picture, I hope they do. Mm. Yeah, we know you hate reading. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so everybody. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the biggest problem is that, you know, when ben- when Bungie barely put any of the expanded universe elements in the games, uh, aside from cryptic terminals, um, you know, 343 did their best to inject some of that in 4. And obviously, um, you know, we can, we can argue all day about how 5 bungled most of that. But um, I, I think the difference is at least they've tried compared to... Again, those cryptic terminals for most people, aside from the hardcore, nobody read those. Nobody, nobody cared about. Them. But they also didn't understand that the entire lore of the Spartans beyond just Master Chief. Um, and I think that that at least three four three is done better. And I think to Nick's point, because they have more time, they hopefully will interweave that a little bit better in the actual campaign than, than they've done in the past. The campaign's done though, isn't it? Or at least according to yeah. Joe Staten. It's oh, playable yeah, but, from start to finish, but it's also he, they talked about like this is a polish and going back and looking at things that didn't make the cut phase. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. knowing that Staten's in there, I feel a lot more confident. Yeah, we talked that. about that. Yeah, that's something. 
I, I, I do feel that that he will make sure that everything stays cohesive in terms of the story, especially because um, his destiny story got completely torn apart and yeah. thrown away. And I can't imagine like he likes building all this stuff up and he had a full story he lost. And if he can, you know, you're going into Halo, which was his baby for a decade. You know, going back in there and really giving it the time it's due. I should have thought about that more on the prediction of, you know, if, they, if they're willing to delay it a full year to be able to finally have a Halo game that gets the time it needs. It's yeah. like, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Proven, did, did I get your your call on that? Do you think we're going to any any other planets, or are we going to stay there and just 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 uh, just the Zeta Halo and the yeah yeah? I, I already talked about um, okay, gotcha. a little while ago. Okay, man. so no, so really, I think I was the only one that said another planet. Everybody agrees though that Zeta Halo and and uh, some ships. Otherwise, I, and it makes... I don't. I think ninety nine percent of it would be on Halo. Yeah, I mean, I'm only thinking from a standpoint of uh, again keeping everything cohesive. Going back to the classics, where you're not jumping all over the place because that was an issue of three four three in the past. Uh, so part of me wants to say no, but it's like, man, that's that is an opportunity. So it's probably more just kind of thinking it might be neat to let to Lacey. But you could also do that too without actually going there. You could talk about different planets. You could, um, you know, show somebody calling you from, from a different planet. So there's other ways to set that up. So I'm actually going to change my answer um, just because it makes too much sense to keep it, to keep, they've already talked, they've already made a, a point to say that they want to keep this uh, a, a tighter, more personal story. And I think when you're jumping all over the universe, that takes away from that. And it does. And, and I've of, actually, talked myself into the fact that the banished are so strong when they never were before it comes from everything that happens in halo wars 2 on the arc mm -hmm. so i do think it probably will have to be referenced in some way like where did they come from they weren't a thing they're just a small mercenary group with a very strong leader who would actually talk themselves up way more than he had ever actually accomplished anything but now they've killed off the infinity they've taken over a halo ring they're they've they beat the unsc as the trailer states so I think you do have to explain how that happened. And that yeah. comes from Halo Wars 2. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to the second part of the question from Opachi. And that is, uh, we haven't seen any vehicles yet. What vehicle from the Banish has to be in Infinite and what should be the weakness? And, and Jesse, I want to start with you because I think you kind of started with this. Um, so wh what do you think to his question? I wonder because there like a big emphasis on the um, this engine, the slip space engine was being able to just have way more on screen at once. And the Banished have a very large repertoire of not seen before things from Halo Wars 2, like the Reavers. And they've got like really cool mech looking shit for going after aerial vehicles, you know, because it's an RTS. So you've got your pros and your cons for each one. So they came up with new um new vehicles to go after air, new vehicles that are good against vehicles, new vehicles that are good against um, ground troops. And so I think we'll probably see quite a bit of them because the first one we saw was a banished ship in the gameplay demo straight out of the, everything looked for them in Halo Wars 2. Um, there, there's going to probably be water stuff they showed in the very first trailer and undersea and underwater um, vehicle that looked UNSC. So I wonder, I, I think, I don't know a specific one. I just think there's going to be more variety than we got in five. Five really didn't have much until they started adding things back into Warzone with the rec cards. 
it was a very small, and I think in this one, there'll be a much bigger emphasis on a wide variety of UNSC versus Banshee slash Covenant slash Promethean vehicles, because the, the, ban the Banished have Promethean tech. That's a big thing from Halo Wars 2 in the book. Mm -hmm. So they'll, they'll, yeah. there's going to be more variety, would be my guess on it, way more. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. And and, and number one reason is just more toys to sell. <laughs> thing Star Wars learned. Uh, and, and actually, if you uh, if anybody Google's banished vehicles, you'll see a bunch of toys already. So I think that gives you a little bit of clue. Uh, we'll probably see a big robot spider. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, there's some things on four legs and things like that. So yeah, I, I honestly don't have a uh, outside of what you were saying. Um, saying jesse like i don't really have any specifics but i do i would say that that this would be an opportunity for them to really reinvent the vehicle sand sandbox so i think we'll, we're going to see a lot of different things across the board pretty frequently that have different you know weaknesses yeah if you're uh, a halo fan if you're a halo fan listening to this and i believe halo wars 2 is on game pass like you can just take a look in there and you can get an idea of what the banish is like to be mm. prepared for the game and it's also a very fun game and very good campaign and a one of the best DLCs. Um, it rarely goes on sale called Awakening the Nightmare, but in there is sort of the the story thrust for where I think Infinite's going to um, lead off from. So it, it's worth consuming. Yeah, those are those are good points, and I, and a lot of people actually forget about or don't talk too much about the DLC. It, it seems like it wasn't played enough, so it would be interesting yeah, to see yeah, if they throw that. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna have to explain it in Infinite. They just yeah. like in some way. I hope they do it well. They need to throw that DLC into Game Pass, but and that's another topic. All right, hey Austin, what do you think on Apache's question? Um, I mean, have they so have they confirmed that they're gonna bring back the um the chopper yet? I don't know if they've actually confirmed that. No but confirmation. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, if so, when I think of vehicles like i i think specifically for like multiplayer because that's what i usually play more of um like if they're going to introduce some banished vehicles i hope they're unique because one thing i don't uh i think a problem that sometimes with halo like there's always like so for example like for guns there's the human rifle the you know yeah. the promethean rifle and then the uh covenant rifle like it's basically like a different skin of the same gun so if they're going right. to introduce new banished vehicles, I hope it's not just a banished version of a warthog where it looks different, but it basically functions as the same thing. I'm hoping that they introduce like a new, unique vehicle that's like specifically like this is only, what for a banished like it's not like a uh, a warthog with a new skin or a pelican with a new skin or whatever. I think the well, gameplay demo showed they they're looking to have that variety and difference because there were some very different types of guns in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and that's but... and that's a huge focus. I know they talked a lot about the sandbox. I think um, Stinkles has talked a, a, a lot about the sandbox, and that's something that I, no, proven. You bring up a really, really good point. Where like there's just too many guns in some of the more recent. As much as I really you know like the balancing that's in like the multiplayer of Halo Five and things like that, there is a lot of of guns that are similar ish or you use them in similar -ish situations. And, and if you remember CE, it didn't have, it didn't have as wide of a, 
didn't have as wide a selection, but everything felt very unique. Uh, everything from the Covenant felt very unique yeah. in terms of the vehicles and weapons. Yeah, the, uh, one, the one thing about Halo is like there's so many possibilities for cool and interesting guns, but I feel like a lot of times they're just like, well, we're just going to make this specific version of the same type of gun. Like for, for, for Halo Reach, like the grenade launcher was like legitimately a really good weapon because there was really nothing like it in previous Halos. So I, I think for Infinite, I'm hoping they take advantage of the fact that they can create like really unique weapons and vehicles and they they actually like go, go all out for it. The, the issue is though, from a design perspective, and I always assume that the reason they basically made Covenant version of human weapon and Promethean version of human weapon, my assumption was that that was an intentional decision to avoid them having to worry about distribution. So basically, if because what happens is balance becomes an issue then, right, as well. So you're either forced to make the human weapons better than all the rest anyway, rendering the others useless because the human weapons are the ones you're going to get the most. Then if you make them all basically the same, then you don't have to worry about it. Like, because if the human weapons are going to, what you're going to spend the most time using and you make them better than all the other weapons, then what's the point of the other weapons? If you make the other weapons better than the human weapons and you don't distribute them often enough, then people get pissed off at that because it's like there's this cool gun that the Covenant have and I barely ever get it throughout the whole game. Well, that was always so my problem with the human weapons is because you're not fighting humans, you're fighting Covenant. So you kill a Covenant, you're only ever getting Covenant weapons. Yeah. And that's why my assumption was that that's why they did that on purpose. They just made all the weapons the same, but just reskin them. So the carbine was basically the BR, right? And the I, I my I just always assumed that that was on purpose for that reason, so they didn't have to stress about oh god, how often do we give them this gun because it's better than that gun and da 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 da. If you just make the human equivalent in Covenant and in Banished and in um, <clears throat> Promethean or whatever, then it takes that stress and hassle out of it. I, I don't do know, wonder, maybe I'm wrong. I just... With the change to the setup of levels in this, I do wonder if there's going to be a way to choose what weapons you get at, like a weapon locker or something. Because, I mean, they're changing the level design enough. We're having a way for you to get the weapons you like. Maybe you even unlock the ability to... Because um, there, there's some very light RPG stuff with the... Um, some of the menus they showed and like getting the grapple mm. shot and some of that, that could be a way to alleviate it where you can have very different guns, but at certain points you go up to it and you can choose, okay, I really want a rocket launcher right now type of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I just always thought that was intentional, but anyway. Yeah, I agree. Does, does anybody else have any feedback on that one before? I, by the way, I think what we're going to do, because we do have a hard stop in 10 minutes, uh, we are going to save some of the, the community questions for the next podcast. Uh, we will try to get to one more. Uh, but does anybody have any final thoughts about that Apache's question before we move on to our final question? Now, this was the banished vehicles, right? Yes, banished vehicles. Well, my we, only final thought is I really hope they add some kind of... Uh, graphical airlines for that one banished uh 
flying vehicle in the, in the demo. <laughs> when I had a very robotic pattern. The one that the felt air. like it was a kid holding and just moving it from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you know what? That is the oh God. I, I, that's going to get us on another tangent, so I won't do it. But that is the one image that really stands out almost yeah. as much as anything from that trailer <laughs> as far as something that needed a lot a lot of things <laughs> so it looked like a yeah a little toy on a string <laughs> going around uh yeah agree uh, so any any final thoughts on that before we go to our final question nope no all right this is uh this might be a little hard hitting for our last question uh this one is from jesse's wife is there any specific life event that you equate with any of the halo games man that's kind of a deep question we might need like a whole podcast for that hmm. uh all right we're gonna go with you first jesse um, it would be similar to like my favorite Halo memory, which is I always loved the series. I played it a ton, but it really hit hard for me on the release of Halo 5 when she got her limited edition Xbox and we played through everything um, with my brother. And it was the three of us just shooting the shit, having a really fun time. And that's always what that's sort of what started us doing that with co-op games. So that, that memory of halo is the strongest for me by far emotionally. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually really awesome. Uh, how about you? So what's your, what's your life event? That uh, you associate? I mean, nothing super major. I have a couple, like for example, I grew up playing split screen with my brothers. It was a great way for us to, you know, get together, have some fun that in smash bros. Um, but I think the main thing for me would be in high school, like uh, 2011 or so I, uh, I would organize Halo land parties like every month or every other month. We were playing Reach at the time because that was the game that released and it was just so much fun. I remember there's this uh, picture that was on Facebook at the time. It was uh, us playing Halo, but the picture had basically everything you'd expect from a land party. It had the projector I was using, which was this beat up old thing that made this massive vibrating sound unless you covered it. So it had like six textbooks on it. It had everything was dark and it had this pasty, this pasty white leg just right next to it. And that picture right there kind of just summarized the entire land experience for me. <laughs> Those are always awesome. Uh, Austin, I know, um, you know, you've had about half the lifespan of most of us here, but what, <laughs> any, anything that you really associate with uh, Halo? <laughs> um, Were you I mean, born when one of the Halos came out? <laughs> yes, I was born uh, five years I was five when uh, Halo Combat Evolved came out. So, oh, but I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think I'll always associate it because I, I played Halo Two split screen. It was like four player split screen, the multiplayer on. I I, I think it was Waterworks that map, um, the big team battle map. I would play that for like hours upon hours a day. So like that's the thing when I always think of Halo, I kind of think about that because that's based Halo Two was like the first game I like I really really got into. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of always associate with those memories. Not, not bad for a short life, Dan. How about you, Daniel? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so they, that, you know, every new release, uh, my brothers and I used to, you know, whether we were on the OG Xbox or on 360, eventually, uh, two of us were in college. That was kind of like our, our go-to thing is we'd get a new Halo. We'd play, um, you know, through the whole campaign together and then online. Um, and then Reach was the last one we all got to play because um, I lost my little brother uh, years ago, unfortunately. Oh, but um, four was like four was was a wreck for my my older brother and I because obviously the whole Cortana separation and 
Um, it's it's gotten better in the sense that you know now my wife and I every time there's a there's a new you know Halo or Gears um, we we go through together Destiny as well and so we've kind of been able to turn it around but yeah like it it is always this um, you know we we get a bunch of pizzas and and whatever and just celebrate the the new launch every time there's a new one so um, we were hoping that would be this past year but obviously. Uh, 2021 is rolled around and we still don't have it. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, we can all get online again and, and uh, go through it. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, sorry to hear about your loss, but yeah, I mean, those are d- definitely good memories. And hopefully when uh, 2020 rolls around, we can celebrate some of this in person too. So yeah. uh, <laughs> how about you, Nick? What's your, what's your like? Uh, well, I'm going to, um, okay. This is, this is both going to be out there and it's going to fall under TMI, but <laughs> Um, That's figures. I'm going to answer her question far more specifically because she said (laughs) life event. So, uh, okay. So for Halo 4, right, I was extraordinarily excited for Halo 4 and booked a week off work, a full week, which is the most I've ever done for any video game. Usually it's like one day. Um, So Halo 4... I booked a whole week. And as you can imagine with, oh no, hold on, not Halo 4. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Correction, correction. Master Chief Collection. Oh. Got my Halo mixed up. Oh, no. So you you got into one match in that week. Yeah, I I booked the whole week off for Master Chief Collection. Ouch. Because I was very excited. And as you can imagine, that was a little bit of a disaster. But the not only, like, this week was just the week from hell. So... I booked a week off of Master Chief Collection and, my, you know, my brother-in-law came over and we were playing a little bit. So we tried to do co-op because obviously the multiplayer wasn't working. Um, something that some people don't know about me is that I'm a bit of a housewife and uh, I clean a lot and I, I'm a neat freak. And, you know, I, I was washing dishes after a bit of a session Cut my finger open on a glass. I broke the glass while I was washing it and split the webbing of my hand between my index and middle finger. So my brother-in-law had to drive me uh, to the doctor to get my hand stitched up. And then a couple of days later, part of the reason he was staying over with me was because he had to drive me to get a colonoscopy that week. (laughs) And I wasn't allowed to go alone. Like I wasn't allowed to drive home myself because it's very disorienting. <laughs> so that was my week of Master Chief Collection. The game was broken. I cut my hand open and got a colonoscopy. <laughs> so how do you even play Halo anymore? <laughs> so I know. I had- like, he has like the worst. He has like the anti-nostalgia when it comes to that game. That- <laughs> Oh, it's just, it was such a, I was so upset that I booked a week off for that game. Like, I was just, <laughs> oh my God. Abso- like, I effectively lost a week of leave from work for that stupid game. Oh, anyway, man. Uh, that is, I, I, that I'm going to, I'll say, I'm going to add something because I, I totally forgot about this till now. So, when that game came out, I lived in a house that didn't have access to good internet. So, my download speed was like three megabits per second. So it took me a, a solid three days straight to download the game. And then right in like the final 1% of the uh, the game, it failed. So I had to re-download it again. So it basically oh. took, me six, oh my it God. took me six days to download the game. And then I couldn't even play it. 
at launch. I was like, all right. So I just wasted <laughs> six days. Yeah, I don't think very many people have great stories of, of the it's the Halo uh, Master Chief Collection launch. Um, yeah, so, so mine, I guess real, real quick, just as not as a real specific thing, but you know, I do remember I, I've made a lot of friends around the time Halo Two launched on Xbox Live, and and a lot of them are still buddies. Not not a lot of them, but there's still a handful that are. I consider friends now that I met through that. So that's one of the things that really always stands out to me kind of, um, you know, just kind of watching through the E3s together, the people that I now consider friends, but really, if I was really tied more specifically to life events, kind of like what, what, um, Nick just did, uh, the one that stands out the most to me is, uh, when, Halo first launched and Xbox OG Xbox first launch. I think I mentioned this like maybe in our first or second show. It was um, I was not supposed to be buying anything at the time. My ex was expecting hmm. me to save up for a ring, um, so I wasn't allowed to buy any video games. Oh like God. I couldn't even buy junk. No wonder she's the ex. <laughs> Spoiler alert! No, um. <laughs> no wonder she's the ex. But uh, but man, like we we were we were actually shopping, looking around at rings. So like, we were looking around before I actually gave it to her. Um, we were looking around at rings, and then I remember like then she went off and did some some other shopping, and I went into a GameStop just to kill some time while she was you know whatever doing other things in the mall. And I happened to see Halo Halo Combat Evolved running on a kiosk, and I was like, holy shit, what is this? And I remember I went home that night and I could not stop thinking about that game. So lo and behold, she gets back from uh, work one day. You know, we were living together at the time. Uh, she was she was working a different ship for me at the hospital, and uh, I was there playing um, playing Halo CE. And I said, "Honey, guess what? My parents bought me an early uh, Christmas present." <laughs> So, uh, so that's the thing that I think about. I think about Halo CE, and yeah, obviously that was not a. By the way, it's not the way to start a relationship. As yeah, you can, relationship um, built on truth <laughs> and trust. So, uh, yeah, that's not Deny not until you die, man. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's my life story. So I think did we get everybody on that? I know it's we're now at our heart stop time. Did we miss anybody? I all right. everyone. All right, guys. So. Yeah, so we had we had a bunch of things on our list that we wanted to touch on, but that is, it's, I guess that's good news for for next week. So if we have another yeah. slow news week, we have a lot of things to cover, and so come back two for weeks. part two of our, yeah, two come back two weeks from now to to listen to part two of our 2021 yep. Halo. And we'll save uh, Mort's question and Khaled's question for next week. Yes. Yep. And mm -hmm. thanks, guys, for sending in the questions. We'll definitely get to, we'll make yours the, the priority question to ask next time. And uh, once again, if you've gotten this far in the show, you know, actually, I'm going to let Soul sign up. He always does a better job. So take it out. Take it away, Soul. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for watching, like usual. Um, if you've watched this far, then chances are you've already heard this. You know this. Uh, if you really enjoy our content, please like, comment, uh, post in the forums, let us know. That's generally where we get our questions these days. Um, if you don't know, we have uh, a forum specifically from the website, Xbox Era Forums. We usually post a day or two or so before we do the podcast. If anyone has any questions, feel free to post. More questions, the merrier. It's very rare that we don't get to all of them. Uh, I think this is the first time that's happened. My bad. <laughs> if you really enjoy our content you can check out the patreons on the website and yeah thank you guys for watching all right guys happy new year everybody let's have a better 2021 boy boy <laughs> happy new year Later, guys. <laughs>